Welcome to Under the Radar, a show about independent iOS app development. I'm Marco Arment. And I'm David Smith. Under the Radar is never longer than 30 minutes, so let's get started. So this episode, I think, is going to be kind of talking about where I am in the development of my calendaring app. Um, It's hitting a point now where it's getting close to uh, release. And as I've gotten closer and closer to release, I that word has taken on a, a different meaning for me where it's almost like like this app wants to, to see the world and I'm just grasping onto it. And at some point I just have to release my grasp and off it goes. Like it is not like I'm pushing it out into the world. It is not like that it is ready or something. It is just at some point I have to release my hold of it and off it will go. So at some point it will be released. Right now I'm hoping to have that time be about April 17th, assuming app review goes well, which is in about two weeks, which, given that we're a fortnightly show, means this is probably the last episode before um, it goes out into the world. And so there's a lot of interesting questions and choices and things that I have to be dealing with now that I think make interesting show topics, um, as well as kind of interesting to talk through the experience of the last couple of weeks of kind of getting, you know, sort of getting over that, that last, you know, it's like the classic thing of that last 20%, that last 10%, um, the last 5%, 1% that feel like um, they just stretch on forever and um, can sometimes, you know, fill you with sadness and despair. Um, but that's sort of where I am. And it's kind of exciting to have finally gotten to there. It looks like it'll be about two months um, from when I started working on this app till when I hopefully ship it now. Yeah, I'm I'm first of all, congratulations. That's awesome. And I'm really happy to hear all that. And I'm I'm curious, like, how does this compare time wise or effort wise to other apps you've done recently? So well, the funny thing is of course recent I mean, there, is a, there haven't been, right? <laughs> yeah. It's like recent is a funny question, because like, it's been about two years um since I, I launched another app. And I think yeah, what was sleep I think, was Sleep Plus Plus the last full uh, Workouts Plus workouts, Plus was that's my, right. yeah, yeah. was my last uh app that I launched. And I would say about two months seems like a good amount of time um, to, for, for, for me to work on an app that I think I think two months is enough time to make something worthwhile, to make something that's useful, um, that's you know has a reasonable and good degree of polish to it, um, but isn't something that is taking is just taking too long. That is going to be you know if you, if I spend more than this, it's unlikely that I'm going to be making the app better. Um, it's more likely that I'm just kind of going down rabbit holes. Um, and honestly, like building an app that may or may not actually meet my customers' needs, that I think two months is a good enough point. Like the app is good, it works, I use it every day. Um, I think it's useful. I put it out to some beta testers and they think it seems it's useful. Um, but now it's like, now is the point that it needs to go out into the world and see what people actually think of it. And so like two months seems a good amount of time for me and the way that I work. Um, you know, obviously everyone's like, productivity and the amount of time they have to devote to something varies but you know like that's a good amount of time i feel good about it like it isn't like quickly throwing something together it's long enough that it's you know it's a concerted serious effort but not too long that um it's gonna you know it's like if i spend six seven months on this and it goes nowhere like that's kind of problematic like it means the the stakes get higher and higher and i think in a lot of ways raising those stakes unless it really is like make or break for your business like becomes really questionable like ultimately i need to get back to working on my other apps that you know at this point are you know paying my bills and are the important things in many ways like this is a um a experiment a a possible you know a possible new line of business for me but i have an an established base of other apps that are my line of business that i need to make sure i'm not neglecting um, for too long yeah that makes sense 
I mean, if you look at like, like, so you, you did this tweet about the five stages of developing a new app and every one of these things could be an entire episode of this show. Yeah. And some of them have been. <laughs> sure. But I'm curious, like starting even just at the beginning here, stage number one of developing a new app for you is the curiosity stage. And this kind of plays into like the time budgeting thing. What made you decide to work on this app and to, to make this and, and to do this instead of either more maintenance stuff on your other apps or instead of a different type of app idea completely? Sure. And I think before we dive into that, I'll just go through briefly my stages of developing an app that I kind of like developed in my in my mind for what I've kind of experienced, where it starts with curiosity, and then it goes to excitement, then productivity, then despair, and then polish. Um, and then finally, you'll actually ship it um, at the end of that. And the curiosity phase, I think, is the that phase where you you have an idea. And at this point, all there is is that idea. It's this idea. And typically, I think for most sort of certainly on the productivity side, but I guess even just like on a game or in any kind of app where you're going to have some little hook, there'll be some kind of twist that you're trying to put um, into the world, like a unique way of doing, in my case, calendaring and time zone you know, coordination. Like you have this idea and you're kind of in this curiosity phase of, like, huh, I wonder if that would work. And you're thinking about it, but it's purely just, and, you know, this, this kind of very vague, high-level um, idea or something that you have. And, I mean, I've, I have these all the time. I have a list of them. Um, I don't maintain that list quite as much as I used to because at a certain point I just, like, ideas aren't actually worth very much. Like, ideas are just things that you have, and sometimes they're good, sometimes they're bad. And, unfortunately, you won't really know if it's good or bad until you really get farther down the process. But for this specific app, um, what got me from curiosity to excitement, which I think is the important next step in wanting to make something, is that I showed a very early prototype. Like I was just like, I was sort of bored one afternoon. Um, I was doing some deep maintenance work in Pedometer Plus Plus. And I was just like, I had this idea. I was like, oh, let me just spend, like kind of hit the point where there was long enough in the day left that I could build something rough and quick, but not enough to time that I could sort of take tackle my next big feature in pedometer. And so I was like, Hey, I'll quickly throw something together. Um, and then I showed that to um, my mutual friend, uh, Mike Hurley. Um, and he, who is someone who does a lot of work coordinating meetings in multiple time zones, he got excited and he saw the potential for where this was going. And his excitement was the thing that sort of flipped it over in my head where it went from something that was just an idea to something that was like, oh, that's interesting. Someone who actually would use this on a very regular basis. Like my ideal user thinks this is really cool and would, you know, sort of love to see this go somewhere. And that switched it over from like the curiosity, like I have an idea into I'm excited now. Like that is, that is like, there is something very exciting about finding uh, you know, it's like having this idealized user in your mind, and especially if that idealized user is a person. Sometimes it's you, sometimes it's your, you know, your spouse, a friend, whoever that is. But someone who else is excited about the app, who sees its potential, who can sort of start asking you those kinds of questions that push the idea forward. That are like, well, what if it did this? Well, what if it did that? Like, well, you know, it would be great if it did this. And like, that's where the excitement builds. And I think you kind of have to have that switch. There's something that'll make you excited. Um, and like without, without that excitement, it's going to be really hard to move forward because if all you have is an idea and you're not really excited about it, but you like just kind of want to do it because reasons like it's next couple phases where you're going to start actually having to like dig into the code and work and do all that. 
um, is just going to feel like a grind and isn't going to be productive, isn't going to be something that you can really like, you know, really want to do and do your best work on probably. Yeah, that's honestly, that sounds very sad. I mean, like you probably have a lot more experience than most people do about deciding what apps to work on, what apps to create, whether to create an app or not. Um, so that actually makes a ton of sense. Yeah. And, and I think the key thing there about that is the, it's like you can work on anything and that is both a blessing and a curse. And in many ways, what I find is it, it working on something that like, if the reason I'm, I think it's a good idea to work on is just like purely financial, like it's like, huh, then maybe this would be a good way to make money or something like I find that excitement that, um, like energy is very falls very flat very quickly like in order to like the difference in between what makes a good like will actually make a good app in the end you know is that actual just genuine like excitement and it's, we, you can't stop thinking about it and you keep thinking of new and interesting ways like it, it like the the problem has captivated you and that's the thing that'll actually make you make a good app rather than like other kind of more amorphous reasons like that's i think that's the switch that if, as soon as you hit that like that's the lightning in the bottle that will actually push the process forward rather than just like having doing it because you think it's like a you know a good move you know financially or something like it that you have to find some kind of reason to be excited because if you're not like moving on to the next stage of development where you're trying to get into productivity is just going to be painful and this is i think in my own experience, when I go into apps with that kind of a thing in the back of my mind, either I never emerge from that productivity phase, like I never actually make anything, or that productivity phase takes forever and it feels bad while I'm doing it. And it isn't actually like a useful, you know, like productive time. So moving on to, I mean, phase two, I think, so if you're, you listed phase two as excitement. Yeah. This is kind of involved, I think, you know, and you even already partially covered it. Um, so I guess, how do we, how do we move on to stage three productivity? Yeah. And I think this, this is the phase of development where you are trying to take these, like the excitement phase is great, but it's also, it's kind of like you have, it's like a firework has gone off and it's one of those fireworks that just like explodes in every direction. Like there is awesome, cool, shiny things going, but they're going every which way and that's cool and that's fun. But the to transition from that into productivity is all about putting hedges around your your ideas. It's about saying, you know, the app is going to be this and not this. Like this is the, you know, the, the thousand no's for every yes kind of idea. Like you have to start drawing the lines around your ideas and say like, this idea is one that is worth pursuing. This one is not because otherwise you have no vision for the app and you won't honestly, you just won't have a direction to work in. So very quickly, like you kind of, in this, my case, it's like I had to decide like, you know, there's like two or three core features that are the truly kind of hopefully like unique or novel and interesting things about this app. And those are the ones that I'm going to kind of build my hedges around and start working in. And the, you know, the productivity comes, I think, from focusing in in that way, like whatever that is, whatever that hook is that hopefully you're still excited about, um, you kind of just have to say, this is what it is and no more. You know, if you if you stay in the excitement phase too long, you'll just kind of keep and keep coming up with these creative ideas and you'll end up with all of these things, um, but you won't actually make anything. Like ultimately you have to say, you know, like these two or three things um, are what make the app the app. 
and I'm just going to dive into building those. And you know, I tend to take an approach of I just like pick something and just kind of quickly work at it from top to bottom to actually get it working. And then like in this case, what's very great with that is I can take that and show it to people, show it to, you know, people who I think would use the app and get feedback very quickly. You know, the kind of that, that iterative approach. And I tend to take the sort of the narrow, deep approach of that. So like I had, you know, often in an app, you'll think about it with you know, different screens or different modes of the application. And it's like, here's what I'm thinking for, event editing. Here's what I'm thinking for like the timeline view. This is what I'm thinking for the calendar view. Um, and like just, you know, diving in on that one feature, getting feedback, um, and then kind of working from there, um, is something that I find does really well with productivity. And I think that's what helps sort of shorten this process that I'm not, um, pursuing every little idea I have. Like I really try and have the discipline of like, there's two or three things and I want to make those two or three things as good as I can. And I have to keep reminding myself that if those two or three things are really good, the other ideas that I have that I've captured and thought about will make great, you know, 0 0.1, 0 0.2, 2.0. Like I can keep extending the app from there, but productivity requires that discipline of narrowing down that giant, you know, firework to just like the two or three streamers that, um, you know, you're most excited about that you think are most captivating or most, um, like unique to you and what you can do. We are sponsored this week by Linode. With Linode, you can instantly deploy and manage an SSD server in the Linode cloud. You can get a server running in seconds with your choice of Linux distro, resources, node location, and so much more. Linode serves their customers with the help of 10 data centers around the globe. And they're about to add more. Mumbai, India, and Toronto, Canada will both have data centers before 2020. All of Linode's servers feature native enterprise-grade SSD storage, and there's a 40-gigabit network backing them all, and they all use Intel Xeon E5 processors. This is really high-end gear. This means you're able to serve your customers even faster than before. And so you don't have to worry about overspending, Linode has designed their pricing tiers to feature hourly billing with monthly caps on all plans and add-on services, including the backup service, node balancers, and all of their servers. And right now, Linode is hiring. So if you want to learn more about that, check out what they're looking for. Go to linode.com slash careers. So Linode has pricing options to suit everyone. Their plans start at one gig of RAM for just $5 a month. And they offer high memory plans starting with 16 gigs of RAM. And they have a special offer for our listeners. Listeners of the show can go to linode.com slash radar and use promo code radar2019 to get $20 towards any Linode plan. So on that one gig of RAM plan, that could be four months for free and with a seven-day money-back guarantee you have nothing to lose so give linode a try today i use linode dave uses linode we i've been using it since long before they were a sponsor of ours i absolutely love linode i have all my stuff hosted there because it's just the best web host i've used so see for yourself at linode.com slash radar once again promo code radar 2019 to learn more sign up and make the most of that 20 dollar credit thank you to linode for their support of this show and all of relay fm so then, sadly, after the productivity phase comes the least desirable phase of uh, developing a new app, which I think is an important one to focus on, though, because I feel like so often we see the finished products of things and don't necessarily think about sometimes some of the anguish or despair that went into the, their creation. And, you know, so I say like the fourth phase of developing a new app is despair. And what I mean by that is probably twofold. <laughs> it's so There's sad. the 
it is sad, but it's like, I think it's, but it's, it, 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 it is true though. Like I've never built anything where it always was always happy. It was always felt like it was going great. It was always a good thing. Like there's always this phase and it's usually kind of after you've gotten most of it ready, like you've solved all the big problems, typically the easy problems. Um, then you kind of hit this point where you get sad and as I do, and it's usually about, there's difficult either sometimes there's a technical problem that you've been putting off um that sometimes you just kind of have to then actually face and deal with and you kind of get this feeling of like will this ever work like uh I, you know i want to i want to make this happen but i just I'm not sure i'm good enough or it you know the, the problem is just too big um or there's the like the second part of it is the fear that often i feel around actually showing it to the world right this is the phase where you start to feel like what if people don't like it? And honestly, like the more I've done this is the knowledge that definitely people won't like it. There will be some group of people who will not like what you did, who will say it is silly and foolish. And why did you waste your time on this? And so on. It's not worth, you know, it's not worth anything like so on. Like there's just, that is the inevitable result of putting something out into the world. Like there will be people who don't like it. And the closer you get to actually putting something out into the world, especially something that you kind of really like, you know, you have, you've built this beautiful thing and you want kind of like want to show it to the world. And then you start having the anxiety around dealing with that negativity, knowing that hopefully like it'll be balanced and there'll be a lot more, you know, positivity around it, that it will go well. And you know, people will like it over, you know, the majority of people will like it and it'll be good. But the reality is that negativity imp- will impact you more um, specifically than the positivity positivity will, unfortunately. And so like you end this kind of awkward phase of this, this. And it's also just that last little grind feels more like a grind. Like we're long past the excitement phase. We're long past the part of the part of the project where you were really just like the initial um, like the honeymoon phase of excitement and joy and like you're solving all the cool problems first and like it feels great like a few weeks into just like dealing with low-level bugs or weird layout issues or whatever it is like eventually that excitement will wear off and it's just a question of moving through and the biggest like positive that i have from that is the knowledge that that is totally normal to feel uh, despairing um in the development of an app to just not, and the key is to just not get stuck there, to just keep moving forward um, from there, knowing that you'll get through. And I always have, like I've shipped literally dozens of apps, all of them included this phase where I get really down and kind of sad about it. And I start worrying about if anyone's going to like it and it'll be a complete failure. And this was a huge waste of time. And I just push through and put out in the world. And generally, it hasn't been a complete waste of time. And, you know, generally it has been something that an experience that I could benefit from either financially or learn something from, um, or just creating something that I'm proud of. And like, ultimately that is the, that is enough for it to be kind of worth doing. But I think it's important to just put out there that it is totally normal and natural to hit a point where you're like, what am I doing? This is terrible. No one's going to like this, or this problem is too hard. I'm not good enough. Um, you know, the problem is it, like, this is too big or too problem or too, but you know, this was too big of a thing to undertake. What was I thinking? Um, but you just kind of have to push through and, you know, hopefully on the other side, you know, you can get into finishing up the app, putting it onto the world and, you know, moving on in a good way. So, you know, probably everybody making an app goes through this phase and they probably assume that experienced developers like me and you don't go through it, that like, you know, that like 
we somehow are immune to those feelings, but we're not. You said, you know, you, you go through it with pretty much every happy release. I go through it with almost everything I do too. Like there's always that, that self doubt of like, what if no one likes this or what if this flops, you know, in the market or what if this has problems? And I think about that not only with every new thing I create, which isn't that frequent, but even with every update I do, like I still have that feeling every single time I issue an update of like, what if this is really bad? What if this is received really poorly? And it can be paralyzing. It can prevent you from shipping anything, or once you do, it can prevent you from changing anything. Uh, but that's, you know, some people just have those feelings all the time, and we are two of those people. And if you are too, know that A, you're not alone, and B, uh, you know, it, it is possible to work through that and to ship things anyway. And chances are, you are being way more critical of your own work than anyone else will be. Yeah. And I think too, that like that point there is the thing that I, you have to be self-aware enough to know that you are aware of all of the problems that are, that exist in your application that like, and most of those problems are things that your actual, your customers won't notice or won't be aware of like the compromises you had to make or the choices you made, like the, it's the difficulty of being so intimately f- familiar with an application of, you know, you know where all the problems are, where all the little glitches are. Like if you do this, this, and this, and this, then this bad thing will happen. And because you're aware of all of those things, you kind of start to see the, all of those things like in a way that you're a typical customer who comes into your application um, from, you know, from nothing they have no expectation and they have not seen any of the problems hopefully like if you know obviously if your problems are you know immediately as you launch the app well you may need to go back to the productivity phase and keep working um but hopefully you know your problems and your issues and the things that you're worried about are going to be pushed off to the edges and they're coming in completely blank and fresh to your application and they're going to start with all the good stuff all the great stuff that you've got right and that's they're going to be their experience whereas your experience like all that stuff you take for granted and you just focus on the stuff that you're not sure about or the you know the design questions that you don't feel great about or whatever it is like those negative things feel big to you because you are aware of them whereas like the reminder i have to keep saying is like no one else is going to notice those at least or at least not initially like and they're not so they're not going to be as big of a deal because typically the issues of the things or the things that i don't like as much at the app or the problems that i see are going to affect you know smaller and smaller proportions of users you know and i can certainly push those percentages out the more i work on the app but you know ultimately it's not your perspective of your own app is very different than a typical customer's uh, perception of what you know what, what the app is and how it'll be so don't worry too much about that and just kind of push through it knowing that it'll be fine. And I can just say that from the experience of shipping lots of apps, it'll be fine. Like if the worst thing you're imagining is unlikely to be um, the case, it's much more likely to be a more positive experience um, than the worst thing you can come up with. Cause you can come up with some pretty bad things. Yeah. By the way, this applies to lots of things in life that you might make. Like this applies, like I know a lot of people who this applies to their cooking where like they know as the cook, they know everything that went wrong. They know that the carrots are a little bit under underdone. They know they put a little bit too much salt in this one stage. But like when pe- when like the whole family's eating it and enjoying it, like no one else is nitpicking it to that degree, and no one else even notices, and everyone else is just enjoying how good it is. And you're like like you're the chef, and you're sitting thinking like, damn it, I wish I would have done this part better. But like that's you know th- this applies to so many things that we make. Yeah, yeah. No, I think it's a good reminder. Like it's you're too close to it to actually see it. And this is where I think it's probably an important thing too to just to have other people that you're 
um, are supporting you in this process. Like my wife is great at doing this with me where she'll focus on the good stuff, the things that I'm doing well and encourage me in that. And, you know, that, that helps diminish a little bit the sting of the things that like I feel like are compromises or aren't as good or whatever it might be. Like it's having other people reacting to it because they don't see that. All they see are, you know, in many ways, like the good stuff, the optimism part of that, of like the glass half full um, aspects of what you're doing. And like they see your victories and they can celebrate those with you. And like, you know, when you have a hard technical problem and you finally solve it and crack it, like you can, it's good to have someone to, you know, sort of celebrate that with you just to help push you through this phase um, so you can kind of get into the last one. All right. So your stage number five is polish. Are you there yet? Yes. So I entered this phase um, on Monday, um, I would say. Like that was my official kind of like I am at the point and actually I took a I had to take a piece of paper and drew a sign and I stuck it to my, you know, my iMac pro. And it says no more new features. Like <laughs> I've hit the point where I need to remind myself that if I want to get this out the door, if I want to get out of the despair, if I want to just like ship it, you at some point just have to say the features are done. The app is good enough. And now I'm just going to polish and polish. is a fun fart. Like at least I find it fun where it's like, you just, you're just going around the app kind of looking at it and saying, you know, could I make this better? What is slightly wrong about this? Like, are, this is where you're looking for, you know, weird layout issues, uh, performance issues. This is where I like, I tend to crack over, you know, you crack open the time profiler and in instruments and start looking around and find those weird, like, huh, there's this one function that's like, takes up huge amounts of time in my application. Why is that? What can I do about it? And, um, you know, you're polishing it up and just making everything a little bit better. You're not adding functionality. You're not typically adding, you know, much code to it. This is the refinement and the tidying it up phase. And two, I would say this is also a great phase. This is the phase where you go through and do stuff like making sure your voiceover uh, support is good or those types or like dynamic type. Like you start doing those little kind of things that maybe don't make as much sense early in the process when your things are still in flux. And you know, if you've spent a lot of time working on voiceover on, you know, functions and controls that ultimately, you know, get removed from your app or changed. Like I find that I tend to just, it works well to do that towards the end when things are stable, things aren't moving around anymore. I have a great understanding of kind of what the app is and how it should function and the flow and you just polish and don't go crazy with this phase. Like this phase is an important one, I think, because, you know, as with, it's like, as with anything, like while the actual process of building it is going to leave some rough edges and this is the pulling out the sandpaper and just tidying everything up, you know, making sure it's performant, making sure it's every, you know, layouts and alignment and everything is consistent. Um, and also the step of just taking a step back and trying to come into the app with a fresh set of eyes as best you can. You know, so like sometimes for me, it's I'll load it up on a different device than I am used to. You know, so I do most of my development on my iPhone 10. Um, you know, I loaded it up on an iPhone SE and just like it, this, the dramatic change in size changes my experience with it. And so it can kind of give me a fresh set of eyes for it for like, does everything feel consistent? Does everything feel right? Um, and kind of helps go through there. So you can kind of just spend this little period polishing everything up before you finally, you know, actually ship it off to the store. All right, so your final stage is shipping. Yeah. When do you think this might happen? Do you want to make any announcements? Or, because it's probably going to be within the before the next episode, right? Yeah, I mean, so my hope right now is to launch April 17th, um, which is two weeks from yesterday for, as we were recording, I think. Um, which means, from in my mind, I want to submit to the App Store um, probably on Monday, so like in about two days, or working days. 
so at this point, it's just like polishing it up, submitting it, and then in the hopes that, you know, app review is quick now, but you just, you just never know um, if anything is going to come up and catch, catch you. Um, you know, and then obviously the shipping stage is not just nothing because also I have to do all the screenshots and the um, just, you know, app store description and all that kind of thing as well. But my hope is that I can get that knocked out in the next couple of days, submit it to the app store, and then, you know, sort of launch middle of April um, and, you know, in the hopes of just getting this thing out and being able to show it to the world, which, you know, is, is the exciting sort of next step, obviously. Well, awesome. I wish you the best of luck. And uh, I, I don't know. I, it's, it's kind of fun. Like, I, I feel like this is going to be a really great episode of the show for, to refer people to as their first episode of this show. Cause this, I feel like this is like our entire show condensed in summary form into one episode. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. Cause I, and I, cause I, I'm really, and I do hope, and I've heard from many people that they find the show useful because they're trying to get started. And I, if that is you, then know that it is a rewarding process, but it is not a straightforward process all the time. It'll have ups and downs and like many parts of it that, maybe at the time don't feel great are just totally normal and you'll just work through it. And in the end result, you know, you'll get to the polish phase and then you'll get to the shipping phase. And it's feels really cool when you hit, you know, submit, submit to app review. Uh, it's an experience I've done, you know, several, several times now and it, it never gets old. So, you know, it just know that it, it is possible and you just kind of have to keep working at it. Thanks for listening, everybody. And we'll talk to you in two weeks. Bye.